Welcome to episode 262 of the TDR Now podcast. We're the first English speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, but not just the Disney parks like Tokyo Disney Resort and Hong Kong and Shanghai, but also other kind of interesting and exciting places as well. And we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us under TDR Explorer everywhere, everywhere you check, you'll probably find it. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Trish. I am the one watching the Saban Moon documentary on YouTube, uh, appropriately enough. And with me, as always, is the charismatic Chris. Hello. Hello. I am, uh, well, I just finished editing the Sailor Moon Museum video. So uh, good timing, I guess, on my part. (laughs) The video is going to go out tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, the video will have already been released. So most of you listening have probably watched it by this point but if you haven't it's on the youtube channel under tdr explore it's there man let's just get into it we're talking about sailor moon museum all right (laughs) it's well it's uh the 30th anniversary of sailor moon this year and i don't know did you grow up watching it i did i loved it i still love it i read all the comics i would i would buy the japanese comics before i could read japanese and the bootleg subtitled episodes, like the oh, yeah, and, like yeah. on fan groups, like not even all of them were like in Japanese. Some were like in Cantonese. So yeah, I I love it. <laughs> so well, for me, I never I didn't watch it until it was on YTV in Canada. So that YTV still exists in Canada. So it was like the the channel that kids watched in canada so it had all the popular programming so things like sailor moon pokemon dragon ball z like that's for like the anime and then you know other things as well so based off of my knowledge canada is kind of the reason why sailor moon got as big as it did in the western world or at least it helped Uh uh because it it didn't do well in the u.s at all because it was like on different channels yeah and it had like it would come on at weird like i want to say really early in the morning or something yeah it was on at like really not opportune times for kids mm-hmm. to watch because of course in the west cartoons and anime and stuff was kind of targeted at children yeah. but we know we know now like anime is kind of there's anime for like all age groups yeah but at the time it was more targeted towards at least in the west targeted towards children well it it depends right it depends depends because it was was. either for i think really young kids or very adult right (laughs) so yeah it came over to the u.s didn't do well because yeah it was like bouncing all over the place i think it changed providers is that the word channels whatever companies it kept changing yeah then then it was in canada and then canada aired it and just kind of figured it out uh-huh. And it started airing on, I, like, I remember this, it was on YTV. And it was on during like this time block where they played anime. And I was young enough, I probably would have been about 11 or 12 at the time. Yeah. So I would have been young enough not to really know the difference. I just, I would just know like, oh, this is like a different car- different type of cartoon. That's mm-hmm. all. It, that's all it really was to me, right? Because I didn't have, I, I I didn't know about anime or anything like that. No, yeah, it's so funny because like as a kid, like a lot of the things I realize now were like from Japan. I was like, oh no way! Like some from Russia, because of course it was the eighties. The animation from Russia was gorgeous, and yeah, a lot of it was also from Japan. So I'm like, oh, looking back now, I'm like, okay, I see. 
yeah, so during that time block, there was Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon. Those were like the big three in Canada. And yeah, just Canada figured it out and it just it took off from there. So Canada had a big role in Sailor Moon becoming popular, at least in the English language. I'm not sure about other languages because I know it's it's very popular in like Latin America. Yeah. Like Spanish and stuff. I know it's very popular there, but I don't know anything about that. And in French. Yeah, it's just like it, it's translated to all these different languages around the world. And, you know, it's it's part of pop culture. It's part of our history now. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's such a massive IP. It's huge, right? Yeah. And of course, uh, just like many things that came out of Japan at the time, it was sanitized heavily. <laughs> there was a lot. Like, they cut out entire they cut episodes. They changed some things, like, really weird things. I'm like, what? Why? What? what? They and, changed a yeah, lot of stuff, yeah. A lot of stuff. Like, big changes. And it's like, okay. <laughs> There's a really good short documentary on Sailor Moon on YouTube. I think it's by a, a channel called Toy Galaxy. They do, like, a really good co- like coverage of the, the history of Sailor Moon. Oh, cool. You can go and watch that. It's it's really good and pretty comprehensive. But yeah, a lot of things were changed and probably the biggest thing, well, I shouldn't say the biggest thing. There, there was a lot of things that were changed. There was stuff with like Chibi Moon, <laughs> points, uh-huh. a gun, uh-huh. points a gun at Sailor Moon, like I right mean, in her head. I mean, that was the least disturbing thing about Chibi Moon. In the- <laughs> yeah, like that There's was some... removed mm-hmm. from the West. Was it Venus and Venus and Pluto? No, uh-huh. Pluto, Pluto, and oh my goodness, I'm messing this up. The two that are together. Oh, Haruka and Michiru. Yeah, Neptune and Uranus. Neptune and Pluto. Yeah, Neptune no, and, Pluto. and Uranus. I mean, I should know this. I'm messing it up. Anyway, there was two that were you know together. Two women were yeah. together. In Neptune the original, and Uranus. Neptune and Uranus. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Sorry, Neptune and Uranus. But in the West, they were cousins. It's so why? <laughs> why would you? It was just really. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thinking back now, I'm like, that's worse. Well, it's, I, I shouldn't say it's, it's worse. It's it's it's, it's like inci- like okay, in, incest. Okay, you went <laughs> sure. in that you went right. in that direction. Okay, very weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just a lot. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yeah, we can go a forever wow about that. With um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go watch the documentary on uh, YouTube and this this new one that just came out, the Saban. Moon, Finding Saban Moon, which Finding is like... Finding Saban Moon. Wow, what a, what the a throwback, Western, man. Like, they really westernized it, like, completely... Man, it, it is a trip. It is it, a trip, so go <laughs> and watch that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and and watch the documentary by Raymona. She went, yeah. she did all the work, she found it, she researched, she put the documentary together, and it's, it's super interesting, actually, so... Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So anyway, uh, the Sailor Moon Museum. There's a lot of Sailor Moon stuff happening right now in Japan for the 30th anniversary. And one of them is the museum, which is at Rapungi Museum until December 30th, 2022. Now, I we don't know if borders are going to be open before then. But if you're in Japan and you're a Sailor Moon fan, you have to check this out. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, when I went and did the video, we were invited to the Sailor Moon Museum. So we were given access to the museum and also we were given the food and stuff to to showcase. So, you know, just full disclosure, just so people are aware. But you can buy tickets online in advance. They're 2,200 yen, which is like, you know, 18 US dollars. Or you can buy them 
at the door for 2200 yen, but you risk the tickets being sold out for the day. So it's only if there's availability. But if you live in Japan, there's a good chance that you can navigate Japanese websites at least. So you can do that. It's, it's pretty straightforward. It's not too complicated. Sailor Moon Museum, man, it's, it, there's a lot there <laughs> for the 2000 yen that you, you pay to get in. It goes through like pretty much everything that is Sailor Moon. So it goes through the manga, the history of the manga, and there's no English for that. It's all in Japanese. So if you don't, if you can't read Japanese, well, you can look at the pretty things, I guess. There you go. It goes through the original manga, just explaining all like the different parts of it. Not stories, but the sagas, the arcs. Are the they arcs. called arcs? Arcs, arcs. Yeah, the different arcs of Sailor Moon. And then there's another room that goes through all the different animations. So like Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon R. I'm forgetting some of these. And then, of course, the, the more recent Sailor Moon Eternal. The, the films and the show, Sailor Moon Crystal and all that, that goes through all, all of those things. And they're, 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 they're playing on the, like there's TVs with them playing on the, on the wall. There's stills and artwork from the animations and just explain different things and the different characters. It's very colorful and kind of overwhelming <laughs> with just how much stuff is there. And then there's another room that has a ton of toys. Sailor Moon toys from the 90s up until recently, mm -hmm. which is a trip in itself. It's so cool to see all these different toys. There's plushes, there's the like weapons, there's even like the wedding outfits. Uh huh. Usagi chan and Tuxedo Mask. There's like full size wedding outfits of theirs. Oh, wow. That was made specifically for the museum. And then there was other wedding dresses that the other pretty guardians would wear as well. There was just so much stuff to go through. <laughs> it was ridiculous how much stuff there was. Ugh, I love it. I have to go. I still haven't gone. I went with my sister to the one in um, Roppongi Hills a few years back. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think um, a lot similar. The outfits are new. The ones that they made for this exhibit look amazing. So I have to go and see that before this is done. And there's also, there's another room with outfits from the musicals. Uh huh. So they have the original. Well, I don't know if they're original or not. I forgot to ask. But there, there's outfits there. They probably are originals. I would assume so. From the musical, like the the traveling musical, the one that went to different countries, not just within Japan. Oh. And then there was one. There was other outfits from ones that were just in Japan. And then there was Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask. Their outfits from the cafe that is now closed because of COVID. Uh-huh. Because there, there was a cafe that did like a, a stage show with your with your meal. And that's closed now, unfortunately. But they have the costumes there, so that's really cool. Like you can get right up to it and look. Mm -hmm. It is really cool. And then there's another room where you're not allowed to take any pictures or video, but on our YouTube video, we were actually provided with footage to use to show you. But it's kind of in a dimly lit room. And it's like temperature controlled because it's original artwork yeah. that she drew. So you can go right up to it. And of course, it's all behind like glass and everything. But that's the original like original artwork that she did in different types of medium. Like some of them are on like different types of like paper and like watercolors, markers, pencil, 
like a lot of that stuff. And it's really, really awesome to see. That I think is my favorite part of these exhibits because yeah, when you see it, like I have the art books from when they first came out, but you don't realize that, it, yeah, like you said, it's like mixed media. It's kind of like, like three, three dish for a lot of them. And it's just really beautiful to see in person. She's talented, very talented. I mean, super talented. She's also a pharmacist. She's a doctor, so. (laughs) (laughs) Puts me to shame. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorites was, um, I think it was, again, I couldn't take pictures, so it was hard for me to remember everything, but I think it was one with, I think it was, I never know what to call her because she has like three names, Sailor Moon, Usagi-chan, or Sabrina. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it it was a different name in, in Canada. Was it? Yeah. Well, no, for us, it was Serena. Serena, Sabrina. I always say Sabrina. It's Serena. No, you're right. Serena? Sabrina. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. And she was also Bunny in the, when the comics first came out in America, they also called her Bunny in the comics. Oh, uh, am I thinking Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, it is Serena. You're right. No, it is Serena. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Usagi-chan. Let's just call her that. Easy. (laughs) There's no mix up there. It was like this, like spray paint, like it looks like she used like a, you know, like a paper doily mm-hmm. and she used spray paint or something to kind of like make a stencil. Yeah. And then did like some watercolor on top of that with like, um, it was Usagi-chan on it. Mm-hmm. It was gorgeous. And it was just like, it was fantastic to be able to see that kind of like original artwork up close. And what they're doing too is they're going to be swapping it out every few months. Yeah. Because I guess for that kind of artwork, because it is kind of fragile, they don't want to keep it out. So they're going to swap it out with other artwork. So they're like, kind of, it's kind of like in rotation. Yeah. That's the same as when it was at Roppongi Hills. They did it in two parts. I think this one is three parts. It's three. Yeah, it's okay. three. So they're switching. I think they're switching very soon here to the nice. next, next one. And then, of course, there's. Um, big canvas like canvas that they've created it it was all digital like you can tell it's digital Mm -hmm. uh digital art and it has all the pretty guardians and they have like quote unquote to scale the different planets that they represent so like pluto's very like this little tiny speck beside her and then like jupiter's like this big planet you know it's it was really neat to see that kind of thing they had a 1.9 million yen Jimmy Choo boots, like the, yes. you know, the, those iconic red boots, the knee yeah. high boots with the crystals, the Swarovski. Swarovski. I can never say that word. I can never say it right either. So I'm not even gonna. <laughs> those fancy crystals. Yeah. On it, I think I did the conversion. It's about 14, 14 to fifteen thousand oh. U.S. dollars. Yes. They look fantastic but those are expensive <laughs> very expensive but they're on display there for you to, to see up close and personal and then of course merchandise you can't have anything in this country without a shop with some sort of gente or limited merchandise ex- mm-hmm. exclusive merchandise and they had a ton of it a ton of it probably the coolest thing that i saw they had these LED lights that you can buy, but they were like four thousand dollars. 
Those look so freaking cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Where they like twist the glass. Yeah. I love it. And then they have this exclusive, was it Cuposk? They're they're in all the arcade machines. In, oh, Cuposk. Yeah, those. So they have one that's I don't know if you can only buy it there, but like there's not very many places you can get it. But it's of Sailor Moon from the original manga. So like oh. where she was like all white, like she yeah. wasn't blonde yet. She was like her hair was white. In the Mook uh, magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, yeah, it was like the original version yeah. of her, like the color palette. With, and the, with the white mask. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have that at, um, at our station at the bookstore. Okay, so maybe it's in a couple of places, but they, they made a big deal that it's available there. Yeah, it's great. I love, that's my favorite, favorite design. I love it. And of course they have like, Postcards, stationery, t-shirts, postcards. I already said postcards. Everything. And they even had merchandise from the closed cafe. Uh. <laughs> you know, the one that, yeah, the one with the, the musical that closed. Which, I guess they have merchandise left over, so what are they going to do with it? Yeah. Lots of washi tape, right? Oh, yeah. Tons. Tons. Then there's the cafe. There's an actual cafe there with mm-hmm. exclusive food. And I have to say... Out of all the like cafe, like theme cafe food, because we know theme cafes, uh, can, their food yeah. is usually pretty eh. Right? It depends on the venue. Yeah. On average, they're kind of ugh, whatever. Yeah. Cause they're they're like cafes that are meant to switch out super quickly, right? Very quickly, yeah. This I would say is one of the best or one of the better cafes I've been to in terms nice. of the food quality. And I'm not just saying that because they gave us the food. I'm being honest. The food was really good for a themed cafe. They put a lot of effort into it. And I was I was very impressed. There was like a slider. Then there was like an omelet rice. There's always an omelet rice. But the omelet rice was really well themed. Like it, it was the crescent moon, Aww. which is really neat. Then they had the Pretty Guardians floats. So each float, there was three floats and each of them had two of the guardians on them mm-hmm. and they had different fruits and jellies in them. And the presentation is really nice. And of course it has the little wafers, you know, the themed wafers that the printed wafers that taste like cardboard. Well, those still taste like cardboard, but they looked really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's decoration, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not meant to, yeah, just decoration. It's not meant to taste fantastic. Then there was a, a Chibi Moon a la mode like parfait mm-hmm. that was, there was a lot of stuff in there. There was bananas, there was strawberries, there was pudding, there was whipped cream, there was ice cream, there was cookies, there was sprinkles. It was everything they could throw in it, they did, and yeah. it worked. It was delicious. Then they did like a five a five layer parfait. So each layer was a different color from different fruits. Mm-hmm. To represent the different guardians, pretty guardians. The whole thing, like all the food was just, I was very blown away by it. And I didn't really have a high bar because I did the food for the Sailor Moon Illuminations last winter. Yeah. Oh, but that was that. <laughs> that, that was that. Was Hold on. That was a pleasure forest. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, ooh, mm, yeah. that was very, <laughs> yeah, that was something yeah. else. Pink Carbonara. That's all I have to say. I think the museum cafes tend to do a better job because usually they they also serve as like a regular cafe in between exhibits. Yeah. So they tend to do better 
at theme dining, right? Yeah. Especially the Mori around the Roppongi area, it's very mm. like a little bit more well-to-do. So it's a little yeah, more bougie. Yeah, I feel like they the museums you tend to do a little bit better with food. Yeah. And then for the Universal Studios Japan, Sailor Moon food, you know, it was middle of the road. It's yeah, definitely be- it was definitely better. Yeah. Definitely better than Pleasure Forest, but I don't think it was as good as what was at this museum. No, no, yeah. So yeah, it was the presentation and on all of it was really well thought out and it's just very pretty. There was also like a compact heart cake mm-hmm. with a like a cookie on top of it and like the presentation was just very pretty i was very impressed with everything that they did with this museum they did such a good job i was very very happy with it and i think i'm gonna have to go back to check out like whatever they switch out i think you I think should have to do well you have to check it out too I will. I will. Because I've been to the other one before and it's a lot of the same things, but I will go for maybe around autumn time when it's less hot outside. It's definitely one of those things where if you are a fan of the franchise, even if you can't read a lick of Japanese, just going there and just seeing stuff, like especially Mm -hmm. the original artwork, like that that is worth it alone. Honestly, it really is. The whole experience was just, it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. The merchandise was really great. I bought some clear files. I always buy clear files because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like for 2,000 yen, that's not that bad. No, not at all. Cheaper than a park ticket to Universal Studios Japan that went up in price again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, those are two very different things. Yeah. Know? Two very different experiences. And then, like, even after the museum, it's such a nice area to just walk around and enjoy. So you can make, like, a whole nice day out of it. Mm-hmm. There was some, like, bubble tea collaboration with this, like, bubble tea place. Uh, but it was closed oh. by the time we were done. Because, like, we were there. We went there later just because so, there was less people that way. That's just what they wanted us to do. Which, yeah. fair enough. They also had different lattes that we didn't try because the latte it was just a latte like nothing special about it but on the top they would have you know that special like artwork that they would do on lattes i'm not sure what they use for pink powder pink sugar something i'm sure but it would Mm -hmm. be like different phrases that the different scouts would say so i didn't really need to try however many there were nine there was (laughs) there was a lot i'm like i don't particularly want to do that they asked if I wanted, and I said, "No, that's okay. <laughs> I have more than enough with the the stuff that they gave us, which I'm very I'm very grateful for. I'm very happy that they were able to do that for us, and that we were able to share the experience with everyone. Because I, you know, Japan is still closed for the most yeah. part, so uh, unfortunately, a lot of people may not be able to see it in person. Being able to show it on YouTube and stuff, and talk about it on the podcast, you know, can you know kind of help a, a little bit. I know it's not the same as visiting in person, but you know, is what it is. And I think like the the thing for people that can't make it over to Japan just yet right now, they do tend for the big anniversaries to every once in a while do these exhibits. So I think we will see something similar to this again in the future. Yeah. I think we can look forward to that again, I hope. I think so. I think they'll, they'll definitely do something like that again, I'm sure. I don't see why not. Makes money. So yeah, of course. 
kind of gives people a chance. Like they, they always have new material to add, right? Like after this is done, they'll have the movie coming out, the movies coming out, and they maybe the next exhibit they'll have material from that at the next exhibit, right? If they if they do it again in five years or something like that. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think that's what they'll end up doing. Overall, it was great. It was really wonderful. I would, yeah, I definitely want to go back. Are there any other Sailor Moon things going on for the anniversary? Probably. Like the movie's coming out. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of merch coming out. Oh yeah, there's the uh, Sanrio yes. collaboration that just came out. Yeah. I saw some of it in the stores, and it's ridiculously cute. It's very very cute. Ugh. I so think there's another NSE collaboration too. If is I'm, there? Maybe. There's so many. There's like the thing is at this point, there's so much stuff coming out. You, you just have to go to the website and check it out, the official website, and you'll see what's what's new. Yeah, they just they just keep pumping stuff out. Ridiculous. <laughs> I want um I want a re-release of the they did the fountain pen where she could change her outfits like into disguises and i want the re-release of that so bad it's by sailor of course right sailor moon fountain pen by sailor and it looks adorable and has a big gemstone on the top and everything it's ridiculous oh, that sounds awesome so, yeah, re-release please <laughs> yeah i just I, I just remember growing up with sailor moon it was always on growing up my my brother really loved dragon ball i didn't particularly yeah. care for it. i was like yeah if it's on i'll watch it but i, I was like eh, whatever my brother wants to watch it. I watch it, but then right, I always remember right afterwards, Sailor Moon was on. Oh, <laughs> so and then Pokemon was on after that. So like, everyone loved Pokemon. Like, of course, most kids like if you watched it, you liked it. Uh huh. So that was just that was a, such a big part of my childhood growing up, and just learning all the trials and tribulations that franchise had just to get released in the West. I, the Wild. first time they released it in the US, they didn't finish the season and it left off on a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, no. <laughs> so eventually they brought it back, but I don't think they ever aired all the seasons. I don't think they ever aired stars on TV. <sighs> yeah, it, it gets complicated, like, especially with like yeah, the later versions of it. So on YTV, they had hosts that were called VJs. So like they were like live people that they would talk in between the shows and stuff and be like, oh, Aww. the next episode is blah, blah, blah. Nice. You know, whatever. One of them, and I forgot to look up her name, but she ended up being the voice, the English voice for Chibi Moon. No way! <laughs> so the English dub of Chibi Moon is Canadian, which awesome. is very cool. So Canada had such a big part in that. In Sailor Thank you, Moon. Canada. Very, very proud of that. Even though it had really nothing to do with me, but it had to do with the country that I am from. <laughs> so, you know, Canada does some stuff. We do things, you of know. We're not, just, we're not just sitting up there in the cold. So, yeah, again, the museum, Sailor Moon Museum, is running until December 30th, 31st, 30th, at the Rapungi Museum in Tokyo. You can buy your tickets online for 2000 yen, which is, you know, 17, 16, 17 US dollars. And it's changing out every few months. So if you're here, make sure you go and check it out a few times. You know, check out what's new. If you want to support our show, we have our Patreon. You can head to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have things like our early access where you get access to our episodes before everybody else. And we have some wonderful explorers to thank who are supporting the show. So a big thank you to... 
Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, Harry, Marina, and Anais. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, and Sonia. Rate and review us on, you know, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, leave us a nice five-star review. It really, it, it helps us out. So make sure you go and do that. And you can find us on YouTube, our website, trxplore.com. You know, we're pretty much everywhere. If you have any, like, if you want to send us any suggestions or anything, you can hit us up on social media there as well. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. I eat a lot of Sailor Moon food. That's, <laughs> you know, that's me. As always, is the wonderful Patricia. You guys, go out there, explore, explore the Sailor Moon documentary by Raymona, the Saban Moon, sorry. And yeah, I am the one counting down the days until the new Sailor Moon comes out. Next year. Next year. Keep exploring, guys. Our explorers will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.